0: So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. The first week of the playoffs for Ohio high school football. Football sectional championships in the state of Indiana, final fours in not one, not two, but three sports, And more updates than you can shake a stick at. Must be time for episode 69 of The Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Welcome to another installment of The Gem on the Queen's Crown. The Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Visit the slash podcast to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Opening theme provided by Brian Boyko from freepd.com. Follow along on social media on Twitter at theleadwmowen and on Jem on Queen Crown. And now, for our host, Lee W. Mowen. this theme will self-destruct in three, two, one, did you remember to set your clocks back an hour? Did you go vote on Tuesday? Okay, we can continue with episode sixty nine of the Gem and the Queen's Crown. The Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Before we continue, there is a correction I need to add on to episode 68. The destruction of Carrollton Plaza and the old Roberts Furniture Store starts today, the 5th of November. Not the 1st, like I previously thought. Where did I get the 1st? I don't know, I thought I read it somewhere. I guess I was wrong. It was uh, WDTN with the video telling me of my ways that no it starts today apparently it's supposed to take five months which makes sense you don't just tear down the buildings like okay i'm done that like i mentioned roberts is contaminated with mold and moss and carpets so it's health hazard you don't want that stuff in the air so five months and then it'll be all flattened and it'll look different without you know an abandoned roberts there so there you go It starts today, the destruction, not November 1st. Whew, glad I got that off my chest. And now it's time for football scores. Like I mentioned, there are sectional championships happening in Indiana, or I guess they did happen over the past weekend. And the two local Indiana schools still involved suffered defeats as Hagerstown fell in the Class 1A sectional 46. Game against Indianapolis Lutheran thirty two to thirteen and Monroe Central in the class one A sectional forty four takes down Union City in the Indians twenty nine to nothing. By the way, for Monroe Central, that's their second straight sectional championship. So both local Indiana schools lost, but both good years for the Hagerstown Tigers and the Indians of Union City. Like I mentioned, Hagerstown, that was what, their third straight? game in the sectional championship game and Union City their first trip to one since 1998 so good seasons all around for Union City and Hagerstown although their football seasons have now concluded now for the week 11 scores in southwest Ohio we'll start with division 1 region 3 as Hilliard Davidson knocks off Wayne 28-21 Northmont takes care of Hilliard Darby 42-20 Pickerington Central edges out Hilliard Bradley fourteen to thirteen, and Springfield takes care of Fairmont nineteen to fourteen, for Division One Region Four scores. Cole Rain, they're still undefeated in opening round playoffs. They defeat Saint X thirty-five to nine. Lakota East edges out Mason twenty to seventeen. Elder shuts out Moeller thirty-five nothing. Milford, down thirty-five to seven early in the third quarter. They will upset the Fairfield Indians 39-35. to A very, very well done comeback for Coach Tom Grippa and the Milford Eagles. Also on Facebook, if you're my friend on there, you notice that I did the in Milford joke. I think there's a couple people that got it. It's a car dealership ad in Cincinnati. On the radio, now we move to Division Two, Region Eight, as a classic battle between Cincinnati and Columbus. Witten Woods 49, Olin 42. The Warriors, very impressive squad. They take care of Olin by seven. Anderson upsets Kings 42 to 35, as the Redskins dethrone the Knights who had the ECC crown, and Anderson moves on to the playoffs. Troy with a big forty-eight to seven win against Harrison, and Little Miami down seven nothing late comes back and wins Panthers ten, Edgewood Cougars seven. Division three, Region eleven, Bellbrook's ten and O ride in the regular season ends in week eleven, as the Golden Eagles fall to Thornville Sheridan twenty-seven to nineteen, and Eastmore Academy defeats Hillsboro thirty-four to fourteen. Now for Division three, Region twelve. As Alter stays off an Owl's comeback. It's Knights 14, Mount Healthy 12. Wapakoneta, thanks to that one acapella video rap thing, I guess. It could be the Redskins defeating the Rams on the football grid. I don't know. I think it's the rap video. (laughs) You need to go find it on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, boy. But it was Wapakoneta 24, Trotwood Madison 21, ending the Rams state title defense and the Redskins will move on for another day. Fenwick 28, Chaminade Julian 7 and Hamilton Baden 33 Vandalia Butler 22 For Division 4, Region 14 St. Mary's, their last game at Skip Ballman Stadium, they'll take care of Pepper Pike Orange 48-13 to and it just occurred to me how far of a drive that really is. St. Mary's would be Northernmost Miami Valley and Pepper Pike Orange around the Cleveland area. That's a bit of a drive, but the Rough Riders maintain their field and live to play another day. Also Van Wert thirty three, Huron fourteen. Division four region sixteen, it's Cincinnati, Wyoming forty-eight, northwestern seven. Clutton Massey shutting out Springfield Shawnee, forty-six nothing, London taking care of Taft in Cincinnati at Stargill Stadium 37 to 21 and Indian Hill takes care of Waverly 63 to 28. Division 5 Region 18 a close game but the Vikings of Miami East fall short to Liberty Center 24-21 And andलेरिया Catholic 42 Anna 35. Division 5 Region 20 time as Middletown Mass and the Mohawks keep a rolling As it's 26-0 over Portsmouth, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, 49, West Jefferson, 42, and Greenview, 31, Madeira, 28. Now we move to Division 6, Region 24, as Coldwater takes care of Deer Park, 49-14, Lima Central Catholic, winners over Covington and the Buccaneers, 40-18, Marion Local trailing 7-6 early in the game, they take care of Spencerville, Flyers 55, Spencerville Bearcats 6, and St. Henry 37, Mechanicsburg 7. Now we move on to Division 7, Region 28, Fort Loramie 41, New Miami 0, Crestview 51, Miami Valley Christian 30, Minster 51, Riverside 6, and Layman Catholic 29, and Sonia 28. As that leaves us with two defending state champs in the Sinday area, Marion Local in D6 and Minster in D7. Trotwood fell by three to Wapakoneta. As according to the press release just shared by the OHSAA, some more numbers for you because everyone loves to hear a good number crunch. Your higher seeds, or the home teams, went 82 and 30 in the first round of the playoffs. Number one seeds went 26 and 2. Number twos went 20 and 8, and number three went 21 and 7, and then number four went 15 and 13. The two big upsets of number one seeds, none of them happened in Cincinnati or Dayton. They include Division Three, Region Ten, Rocky River defeating Clyde 27-17, and Division Seven, Region Twenty Six. Lipsick defeating Sycamore Mohawk 40-14. to In both those regions, only one higher seed home team won in that first round. Upset City. Like I mentioned, none of those happening in the Cincinnati or Dayton area. Now, what's happening for Week 12 of the playoffs? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I have it all jotted down for you with locations, too. These are Friday games, as Hilliard Davidson will... Take on Springfield at London's Boas Field. Northmont's got Pickerington Central at Springfield's Evans Stadium. At St. X's Balaban Field, it'll be Colerain squaring off with Milford. Lakota East will take on Elder at Mason Dwyer Field, Atrium Stadium. Witten Woods battles Little Miami at Hamilton's Virgil M. Schwarm Stadium. At Miamisburg's Holland Field, which I did not realize it was called Holland Field, I thought it was New Harmon Stadium or New Harmon Field, excuse me, but it's Holland Field in Miamisburg, and it's got Anderson and Troy. You got Granville and Thornville Sheraton at Newark's Paul Hostar Stadium at Whitefield. At Middletown's Barnett Stadium, it's Kettering Alter squared off with Hamilton Baden, a GCL Classic in the making. Wapakoneta has Fenwick at Pickwas Alexander Stadium. The Redskins much closer to Piqua than Bishop Fenwick. Here's some Saturday games for you. St. Mary's has Van Wert at Lima Spartan Stadium. Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. Wyoming takes on Indian Hill. Remember, that's a battle of the Cincinnati Hills League title game. And that will be at Lakota West Firebird Field. Clinton Massey has London at Washington Courthouse's Miami Trace Stadium. Liberty Center has Oak Harbor at Millbury Lake Community Stadium. Wheelersburg takes on Greenview at Chillicothe Hernstein Field. Milltown Madison has CHCA at Lakota East Stadium. A Friday game as Coldwater has St. Henry at Sydney's Memorial Stadium. Lima Central Catholic's got Marion Local at Wapakoneta's Harmon Field. And two more Saturday affairs for you. Fort Laramie gets Layman Catholic at Alexander Stadium in Piqua. And Crestview has Minster at Harmon Field at Wapakoneta. Hard to believe we're only a couple weeks away for the football state title games. It's amazing. We got college scores for you next. We'll keep it football. As Loyola Chicago defeats Wright State 7-0 in the Raiders' last game of the 2018 campaign. The Dayton Flyers were off. They're hosting Moorhead State on the 10th, which will be the last home game for the Gridiron Flyers. Cincinnati (laughs) shuts out Navy 42-0. Buffalo edges out Miami 51-42 to on the 30th of October. And the Red Hawks will host Ohio on the 7th. Miami needs three wins in a row if they want to become bowl eligible. They're 3-6 and six currently. And for the Club Hawks, Ohio State defeats Miami 36-21. to And for the Club Buckeyes, it's their first championship since joining the NCFA. I think it was sometime around the time the Wright State's team took off and Ohio State shut out Wright State earlier in homecoming 34-0 a couple weeks back I announced that game Central State closes out their 2018 year with a positive 45-22 win over Lane that will give the Marauders a 5-5 and record on the year 4-0 and at home and 3-3 and in the SIAC and they were just short of a SAIC West title Good season for Marauders, and Central State really does have a good coach in Cedric Pearl, and 2019 should be a very exciting time for CSU football. Urbana has lost their fifth in a row with the Blue Knights leading 28-17 at the half, falling to West Virginia State 31-28. The Blue Knights' offense goes cold in the second half. Capital takes care of Wilmington, 38-17. Wilmington trailed 17 14 at the half, and that's the eighth loss in a row for the fighting Quakers. Number 20, Wittenberg. After their upset against Wabash, they hand Ohio Wesleyan a 42 13 decision, where the Tigers force seven turnovers against Ohio Wesleyan. Thomas Moore shuts out D2 Lake Erie 44 0. Mount St. Joseph takes care of Anderson 45 6. Defiance keats Earlham winless, 28-10. to And number 19, Georgetown and the Tigers. And Cincinnati Christian, a 38 nothing loss. Some other scores in the NFL. Pittsburgh defeats Baltimore, 23-16. Kansas City takes care of Cleveland and the Browns, 37-21. Despite Cleveland looking much sharper after dumping not just their head coach and Hugh Jackson, but Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator. Both got the boot in about a span of an hour, and that was right after I finished my podcast episode last week. The Bengals and the Indianapolis Colts had their bye week. Some of our scores you might be interested in were heading to the soccer field. Columbus Crew SC2, D.C. United 2, and the crew will win on penalty kicks to advance against the New York Red Bulls. The crew won yesterday 1-0. In the first leg. Now the series goes to New York for the second leg. With the crew up 1-0 aggregate. In college soccer scores. Wright State 4, Milwaukee 0 on Friday. And that gives Wright State their second Horizon League regular season championship in three years. Outstanding. That also gives this announcer a little more soccer to announce. But we'll save that for later. Wright State 4, Milwaukee 0. Tournament starts this week. Dayton 2, Davidson 1 in two overtimes in the A-10 quarterfinals at Davidson College. Now the series goes to St. Louis University, or SLU. And the Flyers will take on number 3, George Mason, led by former Wright State coach Greg Andrulis. Preseason hockey. It's high school hockey season, and I can't wait to jump back in as Centerville. Defeats Norfolk, Kentucky, in the Norse, 4-2. And Troy, 12-1 on Saturday. I had that call for you on YouTube. Then Troy hosts Sycamore at home yesterday. And defeats the Sycamore Aviators 5-4. That's also a preseason game. Trojans 1-1 thus far in the preseason. Centerville 2-0. And now it's time to talk Final Fours. We'll start with girls soccer. In Division 1, you'll have number 2, Beaver Creek, who the Beavers are just 22 wins, no losses, no draws. That's pretty darn awesome. They'll go against number 6, Bishop Watterson, who's 18 1 and 2 at Springfield's Evans Stadium Tuesday night. And the winner of that game gets a chance to play for the state title in D1 girls' soccer on Friday against Strongsville or number 8, Twinsburg. For Division 2, you have number 6, Indian Hill. Sixteen two and three, battling number nine Big Walnut at Xenia's Doug Adams Stadium. And that'll be a chance for the D two state title against the winner of Bay Village Bay or Mentor Lake Catholic. D three time. Number one Cincinnati Country Day has number eight Zanesville Bishop Rosecrans in London on Tuesday. That's London, Ohio. I could assure you OHSAA isn't shipping games off to London, England. That would be interesting, but that's not the case. That'll be Tuesday, and for the D three state title against the winner of number two, Kirkland, or Archbold. As now we talk about the final fours in boys soccer for Division One at Evans Stadium on Wednesday, the seventh. You have 16-1-3 Moller battling 16-2 Olentangy Liberty for the chance to play for the D1 boys' soccer title against St. Ignatius or Medina. For D2, you have Summit Country Day, 12-6, six, against 16-3 St. Francis de Sales at Doug Adams Stadium in Xenia. And the winner of that game will take on the winner of Bay Village Bay or Richfield Revere. And for D3... It's Dayton Christian, 17-2 and 1 against 14-2-3 Grandview Heights at London High School. Not gonna do the London joke again. That'll be on Wednesday, and that'll be a chance against Archbold or Kirkland. That is not a repeat from the girls soccer. I just realized it did that twice for D three. Nice. Now for volleyball. The Final Fours are happening at Wright State University's Nutter Center. It's been that way for quite some time now. It's awesome to see the state of Ohio recognize the Nutter Center as a great place to watch volleyball and state titles. For Division I, it's Ursuline Academy out of Cincinnati, 25-2, taking on undefeated Olin Tangy, Liberty, and the Patriots at 27-0. That will be Friday, and the winner has Solon or Padawa Franciscan for the D1 state title in volleyball. D2 is Bishop Fenwick, 23-5 against Parma Heights, Holy Name, at 24-3. and That's a Friday match, and the winner will have Mentor Lake Catholic or Bishop Hartley out of Columbus. Division three: You have the Versailles Tigers at eighteen and ten, against Zorville Tuscararas Valley at twenty-five and two. That's a Thursday match. The winner will play Saturday against Independence or Defiance Tenora. And lastly, for volleyball, Division four has the Cardinals of New Bremen twenty-three and four against Monroeville at twenty-four and three. That's also a Thursday match. Winner will play Saturday against Tiffin Calverly or Portsmouth Clay. And that's your look at the final fours in boys' soccer, girls' soccer, and volleyball. It's hard to believe fall sports are winding down. Once football's over, we're already knee-deep in basketball. And then once spring's here, it's baseball and softball and track and field. Also hockey in the winter, but I'm going to talk about that. Speaking of which, holy cow, basketball's back. Did you guys notice that or anything? No, but seriously, college basketball is back in Dayton. The season tips off tomorrow, women's basketball. I know the Dayton Flyers will open up a almost complete renovated UD arena against North Florida this Wednesday. The Raiders have Western Carolina, I believe, also on the 7th. I got to see a little bit of the Wright State Exhibition. It was the same day as a Wright State Volleyball match where the Raiders swept Oakland 3-0, and yours truly was the PA announcer. That was a lot of fun. See a little bit of it, and the Raiders team looks pretty dynamite. Well, of course, it's exhibition, so we'll see how the regular season turns out, but it's great to be able to hear college basketball on the airwaves again. And this is the time of season where my radio in the car gets a workout. Switching between, <laughs> depending on what the schedule is, about five stations. It's quite insane. But it's quite nice because local sports on local radio. Hey, who would have thought that? That's a crazy idea. Get out of here. You're absurd. Anyway, uh, next week will probably be the week I talk about college basketball Unless I get an interview planned. But my big thing is I need to ask you, the listener, for your opinion on something. Now, for the last 11 weeks, I've been bringing you Ohio High School football scores from the Cincinnati and Dayton area. Do you want basketball scores like that again? Keep in mind, it's boys and girls. And keep in mind, there's multiple in a week for some teams. Do you want that, or do you rather wait until the brackets are out for sectional play, and I tell you a little bit about that? Either way, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's important that I get your opinion on that. If you want me to do all that, uh, I'll try my darndest. There's a lot of schools in the Cincinnati-Dayton area, and I'm not sure what my basketball broadcasting schedule is looking like. I know hockey's busy, as always. Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays. I'm at a hockey rink around here. You can guarantee that. So high school hockey's underway. You heard me talking about the preseason, and my first game was Saturday. Couldn't do Friday's Centerville versus Northern Kentucky game because I was at Wright State when the Raiders won the Horizon League regular season title in men's soccer. It's going to be pretty awesome. At South Metro Sports, we have not one but two teams with first-year head coaches. For Centerville, it's Aaron Quick. He played collegially with Air Force. And I believe it's Nate Reynolds over with Springboro. Tony Morris is no longer the head coach at Springboro. He was the head coach of the Dayton Nugs team. They did very well this fall season. So it'll be very interesting to see how the first-year head coaches do. You got your big Cincinnati schools, Elder, St. X, and Moeller. Also got LaSalle, Sycamore, Mason, Oxford, Talawanda. We got Troy, we got Beaver Creek, and we have Alter. That's our 12 around the southwest Ohio area. Because there's only 12 down in southwest Ohio, it's part of the Columbus District, which has quite a lot more teams in central Ohio than southwest in the Capital Hockey Conference, you still got Springboro and you still got Moeller, and there are two new Columbus teams in the CHC: in Columbus Academy, and I believe Dublin Sayota is also going to have a varsity team that participates in CHC play this year. And also Olin Tangi Berlin, the fourth high school in the Olin Tangi School District. That's where Olin just keeps growing and growing. Now you got four high schools: there's Olin or as I said on the hockey broadcast, Olentangy Classic. I think it's been open since, what, 57? 67? Somewhere around there. You also have Olentangy Orange. I believe it's the second oldest school district. It might be Olentangy Liberty now they think about it. And you got the newest Olentangy Berlin. And the Bears of Berlin will indeed have hockey. Awesome. So I can't wait to get into high school hockey. We'll have a episode dedicated to that as well. By we, I mean me. I don't know why I always say we. It's a solo production in this here podcast. There's something happening with the Cincinnati Reds. And that might be a new pitching coach. But first, there is grim news as the Reds lost a prospect in a serious car crash in the Dominican Republic. 19-year-old minor league pitcher Eero Capellan Passed away in an auto accident. He was also in the car with two others, right-hander Raul Hernandez and outfielder Emilio Garcia. Hernandez was in critical condition, but he stabilized. He's expected to make it out. And Garcia was in stable condition. All three were 19 years old. It's a terrible tragedy when anyone that young loses their life it's a very sad day in the Reds' system. So, condolences go out to the Capellan family and also the families of Raul Hernandez and Emilio Garcia. Getting this news from RedsMireLeaks.com, with Doug Gray running the site. There was an update as recent as November the 4th. That would be yesterday evening. The Reds released an update on Hernandez and Garcia. Hernandez is still in the hospital He's still in critical, but he is stabilized. He's in stable condition. And Garcia is still in the hospital receiving treatment for his injuries, but he's alert and he's conscious. And both doctors are being monitored by local doctors and the medical staff of the Cincinnati Reds, who flew into the Dominican Republic following that car accident that killed Aro Capellan. And the funeral for Capellan was held earlier Sunday afternoon in Santo Domingo. Again, condolences go out to the Capellan family, and certainly best wishes for Hernandez and Garcia to recover. Terrible news for the Cincinnati Reds, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel for Reds fans for 2019. You know David Bell, he's the 63rd manager of the Reds. He picked up a pitching coach, and it seems to be a dandy of a hire, Derek Johnson, formerly of the Milwaukee Brewers and Ken Rosenthal was the first to confirm the news and it was confirmed by other reporters since but not officially by the Cincinnati Reds it's already the second coach to be plucked away from Milwaukee this offseason after falling just short of a World Series berth. Derek Johnson is no stranger to coaching he started back in 1994 collegiately with the Eastern Illinois Panthers, before going to Southern Illinois and then Stenson. Joined Vanderbilt in 2002, pitching coach for 11 seasons. Coached 13 future big leaguers, including three former Reds and Caleb Cotham, Drew Hayes, and Nick Cristiani. Also coached several first-round picks, including Sonny Gray of the Yankees, Mike Miner, and David Price of the World Series-winning Boston Red Sox. His Brewers ranked 4th in ERA last year in 2018, 6th in 2017 and 6th in 2016. Each year the staff was well above average in terms of run prevention. That's pretty good. And that's a stark contrast where Cincinnati was as they finished near the bottom of the year this past few seasons. On paper it looks like this is a Strike three call on the outside part of the plate. It's not a home run. You don't want to give up home runs as a pitcher. If you're a pitcher that hits them, then great. But what well, my point is, it looks good on paper, but 2019 is still right around the corner. Who's, who's to say how the pitching staff's going to respond? Although I just got this updates on the score on my phone. The Reds are looking at Corbin and Hap. Looking at multiple free agent starting pitchers to tackle the rotation. They happen to like both Patrick Corbin and J.A. Happ. According to John Morosi of the MLB Network. Patrick Corbin's 29. He's in his first season of free agent eligibility. And is coming off an impressive platform year. Throwing 200 innings with over 33 starts. A lefty with a 3.15 ERA. And also, the Diamondbacks tendered Corbin a $17.9 million qualifying offer. If Corbin does reject it, he's attached with a draft pick compensation. Meaning, if the Reds did sign him, then and he denied Arizona's offer, then Arizona gets a draft pick from the Reds. But, that 3.15 ERA, 29 years of age, it would be an interesting free agent pickup. J.A. Happ is on the other side of the age spectrum. He's 36, but his ERA isn't terrible. It's 3.65 over 177 and two-thirds innings. He's coming off a three-year deal worth $36 million with the Toronto Blue Jays. So two interesting free agent starters possibly on the market. and I know the Reds do want to spend a little money in the offseason, Now, will the Reds spend any money in the offseason? Good question. I like to tell you yes, but what do I know? I'm just a guy who works at Dayton Dragons, punching keys, and making the scoreboard do things. I would love to see the pitching staff get turned around, become dominant again, but we'll see. Also, Jim Riggleman is no longer part of the Reds' coaching system. I... Pretty sure that's fairly obvious with David Bell getting the managerial job, but Regleman no longer part of Cincinnati's system. So that's your little news on the Reds from RedsMinorLeagues.com. Again, Doug Gray does a nice job. Go visit his site. Lots of important news there. That brings us to our next talking point. Remember how I said Wright State won the regular season in men's soccer in the Horizon League? Well, they're hosting the semifinals and the final. It will start tonight, the 5th. That's a Monday in November. And it will be hosted at number three, Oakland, and number four, Green Bay. As the Golden Grizzlies host number six, Milwaukee. With Norwood, Kentucky's loss at UIC, that gave the Panthers the berth win or lose, the Panthers end up losing 4 0. And that will put IUPUI in fifth, the fifth seed, and they'll be at number four, Green Bay. What will happen is these quarterfinals are hosted at Oakland, which is Rochester, Michigan, and Green Bay, Wisconsin. The winners of those two quarterfinal games will go to Dayton, Ohio and play in the semis. The lowest remaining seed gets number one, Wright State. The highest remaining seed has number two, UIC. So. Some situations here, let's say both quarterfinal home teams defend their turf. That means Oakland will be against UIC and Green Bay's got Wright State. That's the situation that worries me because Green Bay's defense is stingy and they held Wright State scoreless for the first time this season. That's right. Green Bay held Wright State scoreless the first time this season. That was the second-to-last game of the year. Green Bay's defense is pretty darn good. IUPUI, they're number five, and all four of their wins happen to be in conference play. They're much improved. Still a very young Jaguar squad, but you're playing in a very brand-new soccer facility. I believe it's Aldo Santana Stadium in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's going to be tough to win on the road, but... It can be done. And by the way, if Wright State did lose that Friday game and Green Bay did not lose in overtime, the Phoenix would be hosting it. There's a couple of uh, interesting situations that Friday, but Wright State put little doubt in everyone's mind. By the second minute of the match, they scored 1-0 and kept attacking. They were up 2-0 after the eighth minute. A very good Raiders win. Number six, Milwaukee's at number three, Oakland. Oakland got the number three seed by defeating Green Bay in double overtime. No, I'm sorry, one overtime, 1-0, because that goal was in the 96th minute. So the Grizzlies got the number three seed. Green Bay's the fourth seed. IUPUI's the fifth seed. Milwaukee's the sixth seed. UIC's the number two seed. They have the quarterfinal bye, and Wright State has the bye and hosting. Like I said, if both home teams win, Green Bay has Wright State, UIC has Oakland. It'll be a battle of 1-4 and four and 2-3. and three. If Green Bay wins, they defeat IUPY, but Oakland falters and Milwaukee wins, Wright State will have the second match in a row against the Panthers at Alumni Field because Milwaukee's the lowest seed of the two remaining. If Green Bay falters and Oakland wins, Oakland and UIC still happens and Wright State has IUPUI. If both away teams win, that would be quite impressive. That would give Wright State-Milwaukee their second battle at Dayton and UIC would have IUPUI in the battle of letters with, and schools with I and U in it. In case you're wondering what IUPUI is short for, it's Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. I'm not sure why it's not IPI. If you remember IPFW, it's Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne. Now it's just Purdue, Fort Wayne. Although I don't know if people say PFW or not. It's a good question. I should ask Macedon fans. Actually, I won't because they look at me like I'm stupid. And UIC is the University of Illinois at Chicago. And they're the Flames, and that's the name based off the Great Chicago Fire. I always love the fact that UIC had that name; it's quite awesome. The winner of the semifinals plays the fifth match and the final at 6 p.m. Saturday. If you can't make it to any of the matches, all these games will be on ESPN Plus, which is five bucks a month, and you can watch as many sports as you desire on the platform. You don't need to be a, sc- a subscriber to ESPN; you just need internet and five bucks a month so Wright State's number 20th in the nation according to Top Drawer Soccer it's been a very good Wright State season now there's one goal in mind win the whole thing win the whole darn thing it'll start tonight, Monday the 5th IUPUI at Green Bay Milwaukee at Oakland lowest remaining seeds got Wright State at 4 on Thursday the 8th and highest seed at 7, also on the 8th against UIC. Winner of the semifinal matches will play in the final at 6 on Saturday. And in episode 70, I hope to tell you the right state won the whole kit and caboodle, but that's a lot of soccer to go through. So, here we go. Men's soccer. The tournament starts tonight. By the way, if you're curious on how the women's soccer tournament is for the Horizon League. Milwaukee defeats Cleveland State, the battle of one and two seeds, 1-0, to win another tournament. Milwaukee is just the top of the pyramid in women's soccer. It's impressive to see how well Milwaukee's done. The Raiders fell their quarterfinal game against Detroit Mercy, 2-0, after falling in double overtime to Detroit Mercy in the regular season, 1-0. This time, the Titans did not need OT to take it against the Raiders. So that's how that shook down. Volleyball is still going on in the Horizon League. And I'll talk a little bit about this a little bit later. But first, the Dayton Flyers men's soccer team. They are heading to St. Louis. They'll take on number three, George Mason. Women's soccer, St. Louis won the tournament at Dayton's Beaujean Field. I did not get to announce any of those matches but, congrats go out to the Billkins women's soccer team. A while back, they had a Cincinnati, Ohio native. I'm not sure if she's still on the team or not, but there you go. Now let's talk about me, because I'm so great and interesting or something. I don't really know. I mentioned Horizon League Volleyball wraps up the regular season this week. I might not have mentioned that, but I thought I did. I have both Wright State calls for you on ESPN Plus later on this week. As the Raiders will host Cleveland State Friday at 6 and Youngstown State Saturday at 4. And like I mentioned, ESPN Plus has both of those. And you can watch it 5 bucks a month and you can hear me call Volleyball if that floats your boat. Wright State's got a chance to be in the Horizon League tournament. You need to be in the top six or else you're not. And there's nine teams in the Horizon League that participate and Detroit Mercy is the only one that doesn't have volleyball. Right now, Wright State's in 7th place with their sweep at Green Bay. They fall to 5-9, and 13-13 overall. Youngstown State's 1-13, and, and they have lost 11 in a row. The Penguins have. The Vikings on the other side are 11-3 in conference play, tied for first with Green Bay, and Coach Chuck Voss has his Vikings volleyball program run like a machine. Cleveland State's just awesome year in, year out. It's quite nice to see if you're a Vikings fan. So will Wright State get in the Horizon League Volleyball Tournament? It is quite possible. As their last two home matches are at McLean Gym. And at home, like I, you know, foiled the plot. Oakland is in the way of the Raiders. They currently have the last spot. They were swept... At Wright State's McLinn Gymnasium, with yours truly as the PA announcer, they did beat Green Bay in five sets in Rochester, Michigan, but they have two matches on the road, do the Golden Grizzlies? They're at NKU on Friday and at IUPY on Saturday. I believe if Oakland falters at both of those and Wright State can take one, I think that leap. Frogs, the Raiders over the Golden Grizzlies, Matt's never been my strong suit, that would give Oakland 10 conference losses, that would give Wright State 10, and then 6, they split the series, well, I'll tell you how it happens in episode 70, how about that, because you don't really want to hear me try to figure out, you know, what does Wright State need to get in to the tournament. Hard to believe fall sports are ending. That means uh, I'm done with collegiate sports until spring for baseball and softball. And it's all hockey from here. Which I don't mind. I love hockey. And I love I love talking to local fans and everything. I had someone from the Troy Trojans ask me how we stream our games for the Centerville Elks. And it was asking me if I were interested in doing that. I mean, I am. I mean... I love spreading the good word of local high school hockey, but, yeah, I've been with Centerville. This is my third season now. So, again, if you're wondering what I'm up to, Thursday I got two soccer matches at Wright State, the semifinals, Wright State and UIC, 4 and 7. And Friday, I will have Wright State Volleyball against Cleveland State. Saturday, I will have the finale of Men's Soccer in Horizon League, and then the volleyball match against Youngstown State at four. Well, the only problem is I hope that match ends early so I can swing over to Alumni Field and get going because the is at six, volleyball's at four. So yeah, busy, busy day, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I will have the latter portion of the Cog in Centerville and Springboro on Friday after Rice State-Cleveland State wrap-up. And then Centerville will take on Oxford-Talawanda Sunday afternoon. You can watch both those elk matches on the YouTube home of Centerville Elks Hockey. Just search Centerville Elks Hockey on YouTube and there's the channel. And you hear my voice if you like that sort of thing. And that's it. That's episode 69. A quick request to you, the listener, please review this podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I should say. Go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. There's the links at the slash podcast. You can also subscribe on your favorite platform and listen to the local Sunday sports podcast. It's been an honor here on Episode 69, Episode 70, happening next week. We'll talk to you then. This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast. Closing theme by James Anderson from FreePD.com. Follow the podcaster on Twitter at The Lee W. Mowen, spelled T H E L E W M O W E N, and the podcast on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, please visit the slash podcast. Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit theleewmallon.com and click contact me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast.